undisclosed underground location. Living the American Nightmare, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You are now listening to... Notes from the Underground. Observations over strange times. With your host, the narrator. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's our, it's our first episode together. Yeah. We're going to be doing, what What should we call this, reviews from the underground? Sure. I like it. <laughs> okay. We're going to be doing reviews from the underground. Tonight, we're going to talk about a new Disney release, Cruella, which is a prequel, essentially, to 101 Dalmatians, correct? I don't know that for a fact, but I don't care either way. I like the movie, so is it described as a prequel in the in the overview? Because I I didn't view it as a prequel. I kind of re- like understood it like how Disney's doing all. They've been doing a lot of movies with um the villains perspective yeah it's like the the live action remake but yeah it's like the the background of the villain since we've grew up watching all the princesses and princess you know princes and how they came about and all of that and the villains don't really play well in some of them they play a big part but in and like like Snow White, for example, the villain doesn't really play like a huge part. The movie itself is focused on Snow White right. and her journey. So I know Disney's been doing it a lot where they do the um, the villain's background story and like how they became who we know them as from growing up. And so that's how I understood it. Um, right. I'm not sure if it's a prequel or not. I'm not sure if they're going to come out with you know another live action 101 dalmatians or not i loved the first one but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if they're going to be remaking it or anything the first one as in uh the one with glenn close like the first live action one yeah like hugh laurie no like the first live action one i don't know if they're going to be doing a remake of that or not right i haven't seen anything about it so i'm not sure Okay. Well, for starters, did you like it? I did. Yeah, I did so really did I. like it. So did I. I do feel like it was kind of a really slow start. You know, like it, it was, was kind of having a hard time keeping my attention there for a, while, a little while. Like I really had to like, like refocus myself into it. But once it kicked off, it kicked off hard and it ended up being a really, really good movie. Yeah, I agree. It it felt like it took a long time to get into the movie. Like, it was a lot of, like, backstory. Yeah. You know? Like, that whole section was something, like, in the James Bond movies where they play that section and then they do the credits and then they start the actual movie. You know? It was like that, but, like, forever. For like an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the movie's long. Forever what was it? Long. Two hours and 17 minutes or something like um, that? I have it pulled up here. It's two hours and 14 minutes yeah, long. It was, it was definitely a long movie, but it was well worth it. Emma Stone was fantastic. She I was. was. I was pleasantly pleased by that whole movie, to be yes. completely honest. Yes, me too. Like I was saying last night, after watching that mean tweet video with her, the, like I... 
the smells like cats Stone, or whatever. What, what is it? Emma Stone <laughs> looks like she smells like cat piss or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so like when I see her, like I, I love her as an actress. I haven't seen a movie that she's in that I don't like, but I always kind of like, hmm. You know, it's right. always kind of there in the beginning. But she did so well that you forget that she's Emma Stone. Like, she becomes her character yeah, full yeah. on. She really does. She becomes Cruella. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty... It's pretty fantastic. I've also never seen a movie with her before either where she had not an American accent. No? No, I can't think of one, at least off of the top of my head, where she has an accent of any kind. Yeah, I can't so that, think of any either. That played really well into it, too, to you see her as Estella slash Cruella, right. you know, and not Emma Stone playing a character. Right. Yeah, I felt like the movie didn't really get going until they decided to plan the heist yeah you know that's when it really started to get exciting because it was like oh shit what's you know yeah what it it's funny the way they planned it out it almost kind of reminded me of like oceans 11 yeah like a disney-fied version of oceans 11 yeah whenever i think of heist there's a doctor who episode called the um the time heist where they have to rob a bank. Mm-hmm. So that's always what I think about when it comes to heist. That's <laughs> my first thing rather than Ocean's Eleven. But, but yeah, no, that's when, it, that's when it started getting exciting. It got exciting, too, when she got the job. and The, the job with the Baroness? Yeah. Like, yeah. well, actually the job or when she got hired in at the agency to do all the cleaning? The actual job, like when the Baroness okay. comes in and hires her on the spot. Right. That's, it, um, you know, that's where it started to pick up more because it's really getting into what's actually going to happen. Right. So, I mean, the long intro was necessary. We would have needed that background information in order to understand the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it, it was, it took so long. Yeah. <laughs> Emma Thompson was awesome too oh i adore her as an actress anyway so i she's never disappointed me in any movie i've seen her in yeah at least not in a movie i don't i don't care for her personally you know like as a a person i don't care for her politics anyway i don't know that much about her other than her politics but yeah but i've never seen her in this cynical of a of a character right because when like when I think of her, I either think of Love Actually, her yeah. character in Love Actually, or her character in um, that Will Ferrell movie, uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Yes. She's the writer in that movie. Yep. Is it Emma Thompson who is in that um, the Mary Poppins movie? The um, Is it Mary Poppins? Yeah, it's Mary Poppins. Um, I forget what it's called. I need to Google it because I, I think that's her that's in that, isn't it? With Tom Hanks. Oh, you're talking about uh, Saving Mr. Banks? Yes. Yeah, is that yeah. her? Yeah, that's her. She plays um, P.L. Travers, I think yeah. is the author's name. Yeah, that was a great movie, too. Yeah, that was a very good movie. Well, what were some of your favorite parts that you saw in the movie? I, you, we didn't, we should, uh, well, we should start with this, actually. Spoiler alerts will happen. <laughs> Yes, yeah, we are going to try we're, we're... very hard to not give away huge plot twists or, you know, like specific 
information about it. We're going to try right. and stick to, you know, generalizing the movie and our, our opinion of it. But we're going to slip up and there's going to be things that we talk about that are going to be mm-hmm. spoilers unintentionally. So just to throw that out real quick. Well, <laughs> what did I like about the movie? For one thing, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wasn't sure if it was going to be like 101 Dalmatians, more of a kiddie movie where yeah. she's, you know, more more cartoonish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but even, you know, it's the movie's a Disney movie, so it's it's Disney-fied. It's got that Disney feel to it. But it was it was a dark movie. Yeah. Like it was... The subject matter was dark. The yeah. the way the scenes were shot, although it had the Disney sheen, yeah. you know, it had a dark undertone to it. And I really, I, I liked that. I really liked how they made you like an unlikable person. Yeah. Not that, not that the character that she was in this specific movie is an unlikable person, because actually, like, She's pretty awesome, yeah. you know. But what? All right, for any kid that's ever seen the Hundred and One Dalmatians, Cruella Deville is the woman that wants to make a coat out of puppy skin. That mm-hmm. is some demonic shit. Like, yeah. I don't trust anyone who who tortures or does not like dogs. You know what I mean? Like, that's a that's a character thing. You know. So they take this horrible person and they make you really like her. Yeah. You know, like she's a badass bitch, you know. So so like I said, I didn't I didn't quite know what to expect and and to have my expectations outdone, mm-hmm. you know. It was it, I was impressed and the acting on all fronts, all of the actors in that movie were great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was not one actor in that movie. Where you're like, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> you know, it was well, it was convincing. They, they sold it again. Disney. It's that Disney formula, yeah. you know, but they sold it and it was good. Yeah. So I was I was impressed. And also, I'm not like a fashion savvy guy. That's not my world. But. It was acceptable, given given the background of the character and and the way they portrayed everything. It was like I didn't feel uncomfortable. Wa- you know, I didn't feel yeah. like I was watching like America's Next Top Model or something. You know, yeah. like, like something I would never sit down and watch. I didn't get that feeling. You know, so yeah. But. I feel like I've there were like we'll definitely have to watch it again oh yeah absolutely um and i would watch it again too that's the thing like i, would, a, I, I liked it i, I enjoyed it sit yeah down and watch it again yeah but we'll have to definitely watch it again because i know that there's moments that i missed because i i think it, my problem is is that i haven't been watching as much british television as i used to <laughs> you know so um the guy who plays horace I had a hard time sometimes understanding what he was saying. Yeah, because he's got that and, thick Cockney accent. Yeah, 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 and so, and I'm having that same problem with Doctor Who right now because that just got um, season thirteen just premiered, and the new um, companion is from Liverpool, so he has a really heavy Liverpool accent, and it's like 
my ears just aren't tuned to it yet. You know, I there was a moment in time where it was like British television, BBC, you right. know, that's all I watched. So I was able to understand everything and I haven't watched anything in a long time. So there were definitely moments within that with the um, more thick English accents where I had a difficult time understanding. So I definitely want to watch it again. And it doesn't help, too, that we were watching it when the baby was sleeping. Right. And so, so we had to keep, to keep the, keep volume, the volume, volume down. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it made it a bit more difficult. So we'll have to watch it on, like, a weekend when when the baby is awake. Right. And, you know, um, we can watch it at a louder volume and really right. really see hear what's going on. So why don't you go ahead and give like a quick rundown of, you know, the, of not so much the events, but the plots of the movie. So, because it's, it's, it's so time Mm -hmm. stretched, you know what I mean? It starts in the sixties and I think by the end of it, it's probably what, 1979, 1980. Yeah. So. Which that was actually something that I really enjoyed about the film and it was unexpected to me was how punk rock it was. Yeah, it was very like, punk rock. I really liked the like Iggy Pop vibes that came along with it cuz you know how he's like he's punk rock but he's kind of flashy too. Right. So to have that like hard you know punk rock kind of music and um the way they filmed it you know, right, was, it was very gritty. punk rock it was and gritty. a lot of the styles especially for Cruella was like that, and it was just very, you know, like you said, gritty. That's a really good word for it. So I really enjoyed that. And um, But I like different fashions. I like different genres, you know. So, But that's a, that's a genre there that you don't see typically in a lot of movies, especially Disney. Right. You know, you'll get, like, the steampunk kind of vibe with Disney, but you don't get... That like dirty punk, right, right. <laughs> you know, rebellious kind of type of genre. But for the movie itself, it starts out where she is a little kid and her, her and her mom are kind of struggling. And then something happens that was devastating. It was devastating to even watch, <laughs> you know, and she ends up being on her own. She meets up with two younger boys around her same age who are Jasper and Horace. So we know them from in the past as the villains. Right. They're the puppy nappers. <laughs> yeah. But they're kids in in this movie. And at least at first. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But I'm sorry. I'm from the beginning. <laughs> so they end up growing up together and kind of creating their own family. You know, they they squat in what looks like an abandoned building. Like, well, I don't know if it's an abandoned warehouse. Yeah, it's, it's an abandoned or, warehouse. Or, okay. And it, it takes place in London. Yep. And so then, so you kind of see them. They kind of, I don't want to say fast forward, but they do move a little bit quicker after mm-hmm. you meet the boys. They move a little bit quicker and kind of jump the years a little bit more. So you get like a quick view on them growing up and living together. Right. And then it's, as I think, is it, isn't it a birthday present for her? They end up yeah. getting her the job yep. at a clothing store, Jasper like a high fashion. Yeah. Well, I think they work together, but yeah. Um, but it was at a high fashion clothing store. She gets a job, but she doesn't get to be like a seamstress or anything. She's working as a maid, more or less. She's like the janitor there. 
and um she ends up getting silly that scene was so great that scene was awesome (laughs) yeah she ends up getting silly and ends up redesigning one of the window displays and the baroness came back came in that morning loved it got her you know offered her a job on the spot so then she starts working with the baroness her name's estella it's estella before it's cruella so she ends up actually Cruella is kind of like her lifelong alter ego. Yeah. That was one of the parts. She talks about it in the very, very beginning, and we kind of, I caught it, but we kind of missed a little bit of it. Her, the, her mom says it to her. Right. Yeah. It's like describing her her dark side. Right. Because she's a know? rebellious kid. She's, yes. She's very rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. She's, she likes to start fights. Yep, she gets into fights. She really, but she holds her own. You know, but she gets in a lot of trouble at school and whatnot. But, um, so Estella is who she's being referred to as when she gets the job and everything for both locations. And then the Baroness ends up really liking Estella and makes her pretty much her personal assistant. She, you know, helps her out with the, with her daily needs and whatnot. And also the Baroness she starts looking to Estella for suggestions, opinions on designs and any edits that need to be made. Once to... the Baroness notices that she's really talented. Yes. Yeah. She really kind of pulls her under her wing and really looks to her for for help and guidance kind of, you know, but they're, the Baroness don't take that as the Baroness being sweet because she's not sweet at all. No, she's a psychopath. There is not one moment in this film where you see her as being a kind person. Yeah. There just isn't. But then something happens <laughs> and Estella ends up wanting to get revenge on the Baroness. Yeah. And so they start plotting the heist and then after the heist Estella starts actually becoming Cruella and who is like the secret alter ego so everyone knows who Estella is but nobody other than Horace and Jasper know who Cruella is so then she ends up doing um competition shows and tries to outshine the Baroness and is successful yeah as Cruella and is successful at it, um, which just pisses the Baroness right off. Oh, yeah. So there ends up being very heated competition. There's, you know, the struggle. You get to see the struggle and frustration with the Baroness, and you get to see kind of the cynical pride from Corella. Like, you really see her dark side start to seep out more. So there, there's multiple different things that happen between her and the Baroness, and then... There's, what is it? The Baroness figures it out. Yeah, she figures out that who Corella really is. is. Yeah, and then again, something happens, (laughs) and (laughs) and Corella ends up getting rescued. Um, that is a spoiler alert. Uh, she ends up getting rescued, and then there is another major plot twist yeah. that ends up happening, and this one came out of nowhere. That like, was another thing, not to cut you off, but that was another thing that I really liked about the movie. There was, like, 
what four different plot twists in the movie like i really like the way they wrote the movie yeah you know what i mean like the plot itself was really well done again disney it's they they factory farm this shit you know but it was cool and then when the major plot twist comes into play um you really get to see the scheme and everything and obviously Corella ends up being the hero of the film. It's a Disney film, so there has to be somewhat of a happy ending, even but for the villains. <laughs> she's the hero, but in a van- very anti-hero way. Mm-hmm. You know, like definitely an anti-hero movie. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, definitely. Well, I know that there was one specific moment where... I said flat out to you that if she actually did that, then I don't care how much you're going to, well, they're trying to make me like this character. I'm not going to like her. I guess you could but, kind of spoil that though, because. No, that's a big part. Like, oh, yeah, you, you're can, right, you you're have right. to no, have right. that in there. You're right. Don't and spoil that. that was, yeah, it was because great. that's <laughs> it. it it definitely gets you in the feels. It's not hardcore drama. It's not a hardcore, you know, romance movie. It's not a hardcore like. No, it was uh, again. It was it was like a, it was like a bank robber movie. You know what of, I mean? Yeah. Like it definitely had that bank robber movie and feel revenge. To it it and was revenge. definitely a revenge movie oh, or yeah. an avenge, if you want to put it that right. way. But yeah, so you get to see her her dark side and how she becomes fully as Cruella DeVille and kind of puts a spell in the past. And it was it was such a great movie. I really liked it. I really did like it. So while we were watching it, there were a few things that we both said we didn't like. What I'll let you go first. What didn't you like about the movie? Well, like I said, that long intro was difficult for me. Um, I feel like, especially in today's day and age, you need to keep the attention quick. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? But again, a lot of so that stuff like, was important. Yes. Yes. And I agree with that. But that it was difficult for me. And I'm trying to think right now because we watched it last night. So I'm trying to remember... What else it was that I didn't like about it? I oh the the CGI I didn't yeah, care for. That was one thing I was gonna bring up. There were real dogs in the movie. Yeah, but you could definitely tell at certain parts they had to CGI the dogs. And for yeah. like I I think you said this last night. For right now, it looks good, but in twenty years, that CGI is gonna look like shit. Yeah, and I mean it still looks it looks good, but you can still tell that it's not a real dog. Right. You know, and yeah, it's gonna look terrible in like twenty years from now. <laughs> but yeah, that that definitely was kind of lame. Because <laughs> they could have, they could have used real dogs for that. Yeah. So I don't. And Disney has enough money to be able to afford a real dog actor, right? So I don't really understand the purpose of using a CGI animal versus a real animal, other than animals can sometimes be difficult to work with, right? But again, there were real dogs in the film as well. So where they picked and choose what was going to be CGI and what was going to be real. I don't really understand right the purpose of that. Right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for the CGI 
and again Disney, but it had some PC undertones. You know what I mean? There was. I'm not gonna. You think so? I'm not gonna dive into it, but it had a. There was a few things that if you had a keen eye. You would well, notice that would it. be looking really far into it. I feel like no. I don't feel like it much was like surface. There, there were just certain things in there that if you if you noticed it, it was so there. it was subtle though. Yeah, it was, it very was subtle. subtle. It so was it would be subtle. something you really have to look into because most movies and TV shows have that. Yeah, I know, but so it's just, you really have to go digging for it to to do that, you know, to see it that way. Because I I personally did not see it as a hardcore PC film of any kind. It, it wasn't the story itself that it had a moments. There was certain things in the movie that you know they put it in there for that reason. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but it, it didn't, it didn't pull away from the no, quality of the film. Yeah, let though. me be clear about that. It didn't, the, everything was great. Yeah. As far as that goes, everything was great, but it, I don't care. You know, I just want to watch a movie and <laughs> yeah. whatever is best for the movie. Entertain me. That's right, your job. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't care. Yeah. You know. Well, and I've told you before, cause that's my struggles with Jodie Whittaker's mm-hmm. seasons of Doctor Who, because she's a fantastic doctor, but the storylines are very PC, which is difficult to watch. Right. You know, it's very, very difficult to watch, where the PC is in other Doctor seasons, but they're subtle. Right. They're not in your face. They're not trying to shove any kind of ideas down your throat. You know, they're very subtle, so it doesn't take away from the entertainment. It doesn't take away from the quality, you know, you can still fall in love with those characters, even if it's something that you don't necessarily agree with. Right. And but with hers, it was it was difficult. But nothing against Jodie Whittaker. Again, she was a fantastic doctor, and I'm really excited to see, finish watching season thirteen. Going way off topic, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping back to Corella. <laughs> what did you think about the choice? in actors for Horace and uh, Jasper. I liked them. I did I liked too. them I a thought... lot, actually. When we were watching it, I, I kept, like, who is Jasper? I know him. I know his face. And I had to Google it. And he's the guy from Game of Thrones. I just had his name pulled up because I don't <laughs> remember what his name is in real life. You know um, who, Joel Fry. You know who the butler was? No. Because didn't the butler look real familiar? He did. Mark Strong. He's, um, actually, he's Benedict in Ocean's Eleven. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So there you but go. He's, he's bald. <laughs> he's not bald in Ocean's no, Eleven. No, not in Ocean's Eleven. He's not bald. But that movie was made like, a little shit, while 15 ago. years ago well, at least. Well, from the way his baldness looks, it looks like it's a hairstyle not a right a choice <laughs> yeah it seems like he he it chooses it's very shiny but he's also you know a famous actor so mm-hmm. they're gonna make it shiny but i did not catch on to that it says here um on google that he was also in sherlock holmes with robert downey jr and jude law he's he he's the bad guy in sherlock holmes i forget what oh. his name is but and he's in rock. He's in. Oh my god! And he's in No Time to Die. We just watched that movie. 
I don't remember him being in No Time to Die. But anyway. He's in a bunch of movies that I've seen. Um, what, I might not recognize him. Did uh, I sidetrack you? Yeah, Sorry. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> But yeah, all of the actors in the movie were really great. Um, I think that my favorite actor actually in the movie is, uh, I don't know his real life name either. And I don't remember what it is. It's Artie. Is that his character's name? So John McCree. He's was, was the, he the like personal assistant the re- guy? He, he was the resale owner he owned the store with the, oh, the resale. Oh, oh, oh the guy that ends up being like her partner yeah okay. like her stylist almost right, right right her her seamstress or i don't know i guess that's the word for it i adored him he was my favorite in the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah john mccrea i'm guessing that's how you pronounce his last name i'm not 100 percent sure but he did a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah, fantastic job in the movie. So overall rating out of five stars, what would you give it? Um, hmm. I'd probably give it a 4.5. 4.5? Yeah, close to five stars, but not quite there. Just because of the, like, like I said, the CGI. I don't understand the purpose behind it. <laughs> You know, and the long intro, because I feel like if the intro itself wasn't as long, we could get more into the Corella revenge things like her crashing the fashion shows and stuff would have mm-hmm. been longer or more in depth than you know, or we can get more of like the background of her of her like creating the outfits to get ready to. You know, because every time that we saw her crash one of the shows, it was a surprise. Right. It was a surprise outfit. You didn't really get to see the process of making it. So I feel like if they would have taken more time doing like that kind of stuff, so it was more present day, if you want to put it that way, than focusing so long on the past and who she was, um, I would have liked that better. But that's just my opinion, too, because I, I like that fashion stuff. I like watching those kind of shows. You know, I like seeing, like, watching the rush around and them trying to get things, you know, put right, together right. and sewed up. You know, I, I really enjoy that. So I would have liked to see more of that. But overall, like I said, I really, I really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Four, so 4.5 out of yeah, 5? Yeah, I would say 4.5. All right. Well, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. For the reason of the CGI um, and the the beginning didn't really bother me. But but again, it, it took a while for the movie to really get going. It wasn't boring, mm-hmm. but it took a while to get into it, you know, so. And maybe watching it a second time, too, may differ our opinions That's on true. that. That's true. We watch it a second time, we end up hating it. This movie's garbage. <laughs> no, no, no. But what I mean is that because we were watching it for the first time, the intro, because we were, like, sitting there at the edge of our seat, like, anticipating for the movie to get, get going now. So the intro may have just seemed longer than it really was. So maybe going back and watching it a second time it may flow a little bit better right. because we already kind of know what to expect. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> so, overall we're going to give it a f- we're going to get we're going like to go with 4. four and a half. Two. Yeah, 4.2 <laughs> out of 5 stars. It was definitely a good movie. 
definitely worth the watch. It's kid friendly. Obviously, it's Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a PG thirteen rating. PG thirteen rating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess we're gonna we're gonna call that a wrap for this very first review from the underground. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to us ramble about a Disney movie for <laughs> we're coming up on well right now we're coming up on 34 minutes after editing it'll probably get edited down to 28 to get rid of all the long pauses <laughs> and whatnot you know lost trains of thought but yeah check us out again on Facebook type in notes from the underground in the search bar As of today, we are now officially available on four different podcasting platforms. We are on Facebook, we are on Spotify, we are on Google Podcasts, and our home podcast host is Anchor FM. So we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Definitely check out the movie and stay tuned for more movie updates uh, coming up soon. Oh, we're getting a visit from our uh, official podcast mascot mo the cast cat we'll uh we'll throw some photos up on the facebook page of mo the cast cat honey grab a picture of him in the in the studio anyway check us out uh stay tuned for more uh i got some interviews with friends coming up i'm looking forward to them it's gonna be a good time we hope you guys enjoyed the show and come back and see us soon have a good night say goodbye baby have a good one you guys was brought to you by Northern Enlightenment Studios, a division of Northern Enlightenment Entertainment Media. We hope you have enjoyed this program. Goodbye. In the transmission.